0: You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's selling book, The Power of PR. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm very excited today because we're going to be talking about something that I love and I hope that I have been doing well for the past few years and that is to create a personal brand that is real that isn't one that's just completely curated and you know putting out there things that you think people want to see about you because we're all You know we're we're layered, we're nuanced. There's more to us than just this pretty picture. And so, because of that, I've brought somebody on that is brilliant at helping other people with this. So I'm here with Alison Walsh, who is a brand, business, and success coach, and she's all about keeping your personal brand real. So, Alison, welcome to the podcast.
1: Oh, Lisa, I am so excited to be here with you.
0: I'm excited too. So. This, when you first got into business, was there a thing where you kind of went, right, I know what I want to help people with. I want to help people who are online have really standout personal brands. Or did it just come like organically?
1: Totally organically. I wish I had that much direction when I got started. Right? Like, <laughs> uh, that would have been really nice. Uh, but no, it was the latter there. And, you know, for me, people started coming to me saying, can you help me do what you've done for yourself? And that's really kind of how it started. And so um, kind of taking it back a notch, I was in really like my young adult years and had really built a solid brand for myself in the mental health world um, and on really specifically on the eating disorder advocacy, awareness, prevention side of things, because I had gone through a hell of a battle when I was a teenager And so I had gotten really active, really visible. I had started my own nonprofit. I was speaking, I was sharing, I was contributing, like even way back then to blogs, like those were, they were a thing even back then. Um, But I was really uh, very, very focused on elevating my own presence so that I could expand my reach and impact and help more people, right? Like that was the point. That was, it was literally my fuel to my fire because I was so inspired to not let other people go down the same path that I had. So that's yeah. how it started. So I was like it's 18, amazing. 19 years old and doing that. And then, of course, it has evolved tremendously since then.
0: It's so brilliant to hear from somebody that's been through a battle like that, come out the other side of it and used it for good. Because I know a lot of people that are in that battle or, or you know, haven't really come out of it well afterwards and, and are quite sick because of it.
1: Um, and you came out of it. What helped you? Oh, my God. It's so many things. Like I had... I had a great support team. I tried and failed multiple times, right? Like recovery was messy for me, really messy, especially those first like five years. But I was so committed to like getting to the other side because I, I firmly believed that there was a beautiful life for me to experience. And I also believed that I had lived through it for a reason and I didn't take that responsibility lightly. And so like literally it was just a huge advocate, um, you know, ran a nonprofit for 18 years, got involved in the behavioral healthcare industry, um, was the second person hired at a treatment organization, a startup that we've now grown to a thousand people, like, I mean, we've done amazing things, saved thousands of lives, done all of it, but I wouldn't have had the opportunity to make the impact that I had. And I have over the last 20 years, if I didn't share my story, if I didn't come out and say, this is what I'm struggling with. If I didn't surround myself with support. And so because I think I was so committed to helping others, I knew I had to be in a really good place for myself and healthy in recovery in order to be able to do the work that I wanted to do. Um, And I think that that resonated with a lot of people. And I think we all have, well, there's a mess behind every message, right? And like we've lived through, so everybody has a story. And I think that that really, that rawness, that relatability, just being very open and honest and vulnerable of like it yeah, this was terrible, but like here's what I did with it Um, was inspiring to a lot of people. So a lot of folks in the early days, it was like, I've seen you do this. Can you help me do that too? And then, you know, that has evolved and not every client that I work with now has had something similar to me, but they've all experienced something that they want to share with the world. And so it allows me to really help them optimize their potential and really lean into who they are at their core and, really allow them to share that beautiful, authentic brand with whoever they're really uh, intentional about serving. And it's just the most incredible experience to watch it all kind of come together for them.
0: Yeah. And I suppose that with you, you naturally showed a vulnerability Because what you were trying to help people with is something that you went through. And, and I did the same with the with the bullying side of things. And I think that we naturally show a vulnerability when we do that, we show the real us, you can't not when you've been through something. And people used to say to me, you know, you can't really talk about the things that you've been through until you've healed them. Like there's a, there's this phrase, like don't talk from the wound, talk from the scar. Do you agree with that? There's a lot of people that come to me and they want to talk, they want to be vulnerable. They want to be open with their audience because they want to show their audience the real them, but they're a bit scared to do that because they might still be, you know, feeling the effects of things.
1: So I've used that phrase many a times over the years. And I do think, you know, it's always best, right? Like when you are in that really solid place of of the next stage and phase. However, I do think that you can responsibly share as you're going through the journey. And I think as long as you are very mindful of others and their situations and always coming at it from the approach of you do not want to be a trigger, for them. And, and that's a big thing in the mental health world is, you know, there's a lot of people that are going through a lot of things and you don't want to be that catalyst that pushes them in the wrong direction. And so, you know, like I know, for example, in the eating disorder world, in the addiction world, mental health world, there are organizations that put out guidelines as to how to responsibly share. And I think that those are really great things to lean on if that is part of your story and is something that you want to be vocal about, because those of us that have been blessed with a voice to tell our story, right. And want to do that are oftentimes the ones that encourage others that feel like they are voiceless to do what they need to do for themselves. And that was always my mission was I know, and it was a mentor of mine that literally told me exactly that she said, "Allison," and I was 18 years old and I was standing at her in her office. And she said, you've been blessed with a voice to tell your story and you have the ability to do so. And when you're ready, you need to because you're going to change and save lives. And I have held on to that since I was 18, and that has been literally what shaped so much of my career, so much of my life, the work I've been able to do. Um, but I, I immediately that 18 year old self of mine was googling how to share your story, and and I learned how to do that. And I worked with great people to make sure that I was doing so in the most um, effective way, and I was connecting people with resources because I think if you're going to serve a story like that, you got to be able to point people in the direction because it might bring something up. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think as long as you're doing so um, and you're doing so with intention and responsibility, it's perfectly okay.
0: Love that, So people must come to you all the time and they want to be one of these standout brands, these brands that, you know, people really connect with and they resonate with the person that's leading it because it is all about the person that's leading it. But they say to you, I have a story. Nothing's happened to me. That must happen a lot.
1: Yeah, they do. Until we start digging, right? And we figure out. You know, I think you're always in the best position to serve the person you once were. And so, when you can do that deep dive, and I think that that's why my clients really enjoy the process that I take them through because it is a process of self discovery. And oftentimes, they'll come to me and they think that there's one area that's the star of the show, and it's something else. It's actually the journey that got them to that point that makes it even that much more special or it's something else that's influenced them that they weren't even considering to be a a pillar in their brand story and so it's really fun to to do that deep inner work and i love that and i really we spend a lot of time when I start with a client on why is this important? Where is this coming from? Let's get really honest with ourselves. And I can usually tell if somebody's staying surface with me and I'm like, okay, we're (laughs) going to go deeper, right? Like, let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. And of course they have to be comfortable with it. And, you know, sometimes that's really the journey and the evolution is them realizing like, wow, I haven't been sharing this. And this is something that, makes me unique and special and stand out. And they embrace their whole self. And it's just the most incredible um, experience to watch them really show up fully. And it's, I just love it. I love the entire experience that they have.
0: I love that you don't let them get away with the surface level stuff. No, (laughs) we're going into this. We're digging into it. Um, What do you think makes a great
1: brand? authenticity and genuine connection. And I think sometimes people get into developing their personal brand because they want to show up a certain way and that's fine, right? Packaging is important. You want it to send the right message, but most importantly, you want to make sure you're building connection. And so starting with the person that you're trying to serve first, obviously, like I always map out all the things about my clients, right? Here's all the things that make you special and unique. It's like a Venn diagram essentially. And then here's all of the things that your clients or your Your ideal customers are looking for. And the overlap in the middle is the sweet spot. And so we're going to spend some time there. We're going to build that out. We're going to make sure that that really comes to the surface and that you're speaking to them in a way in which they say, wow, they know me, right? They get me. You want that type of feeling, that type of impression, because that's who you're intended to serve. And I think when you look at it through the lens of that, you can create a beautiful brand that is in alignment with how you want to show up but is most importantly, attracting the type of people that you want to work with or serve?
0: One of the things that I found tricky when I first started in this online business world was people would talk about brand and I would assume it meant the website, the colors, the font, all of these different things. And It wasn't until much later that I realized that actually those things they are, they are important, but they're nowhere near as important as the messaging and the content that you're putting out because people will define you by what you put out there. And so you can have an accidental brand really easily if you don't really think about what your brand needs to be and what the messaging is that you really want to put across to people. And I think that sometimes that starts with knowing your purpose. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, going back to like, why are you doing what you're doing? Who are you trying to serve? What message do they need? And so getting really clear around that. And I I can't agree with you enough. Like when people come to me initially and maybe they're not as familiar with branding, they immediately want to jump into like, I like these colors and these fonts and let's put together this brand guide. I'm like, hold it sister. Like we got some work to do first and let's get really clear on what it is that we're going to talk about, share, provide all of those things. And then once you can do that, and you know, we, we go through, a a four part process with our clients, you know, the mindset part of it, the messaging is the second step and that's everything that's all of the content that they're going to share that's defining their content pillars like what playground are we going to play in right like what are going to be the areas that we focus on and we keep showing up with and talking about so that we don't dilute the brand either because it, we're not throwing spaghetti against the wall here like we are intentional like we want to make sure that we're we're connecting with the people in the way in which they need to be connected with then we go into the marketing and really the vehicle in which we're going to show up and where we're going to show up and how we're going to show up and then of course monetizing it making sure that there's an ROI this, right? Most of my clients really do care about that. It's not just for awareness, right? They want to tie it back to revenue. They want to make money from being intentional around their brand. But that messaging piece is where we stay in play. And so we really break it down. We've got a lot of fun frameworks where, you know, we're plugging in all of the different content that needs to be discussed and then how to share it. And I think that's the biggest thing is that making it really easy for people to consistently show up, not just online, but if given the opportunity to take the mic or take the stage, right? Or stand up at a networking event having the confidence in their message to be able to quickly and easily be able to share who they are and what they do and who they serve to make sure that that ties back around to when that person clicks on their website, they're like, yep, that's the same person, same person. I just saw in that room.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I really like that because I think that people don't realize how important that is. Like if you're really invested in who you are and why you're there and you know your content inside out and you really know what you're there for then actually you could be five minutes away from a stage and someone say, right, can you speak for half an hour on this? And you just go for it. And that's happened to me And because I'm like, I love what I talk about and I really know it inside out. And I know what the messages are that I want to send out there. It's very easy to do that. Whereas I do see quite a lot of business owners who you can tell they haven't worked on their brand because they're sort of one minute, they're one thing. And then five minutes later, they're selling something completely different because they saw someone else on the internet sell that thing. And it can really ruin their brand and, and their business eventually.
1: We got to stop being copycats, right? Like, and I think again, like focusing on what makes you unique. And of course there's going to be similarities. There's going to be crossover, but the clients that need you need to be able to find you. They're not trying to find a second rate version of somebody else, right? Like you have to show up as you, you have to make sure that you're sending all the right messages and you have to, I call it like blinders on mindset, strong, like stay Focused and stay in your lane and be consistent and keep showing up and keep showing up and keep showing up in all of the places and spaces consistently. Because that's the other thing I see. I see one version of somebody show up on LinkedIn and another version show up on Instagram and another version on their website. And maybe they're even on TikTok. I don't know, but it's all different. I'm like, what is going on? Like, how how is this working for you right now? So again, it's just making sure that you're really clear and and focused on embracing who you are and elevating the parts of you that need to be elevated and then packaging it in a way that, yes, is of course aesthetically pleasing to the people that you're trying to attract, but that also feels really good to you.
0: Uh, Let's talk about the aesthetics of things. So when you see brands on Instagram, for example, and you look at the grid, There was a time when we were told curate everything so that it always looks the same and like there's a little pattern on the grid. And then there was a time when it was like, don't do any of that. And now it's got somewhere in the middle because of reels and and that kind of thing. And how important is it to have it look pretty?
1: Oh my God. It's so exhausting. Isn't it? Like, isn't it? oh, <laughs> it can really like steer you away from content creation. And I have to admit, like I was not playing on Instagram until the pandemic. Um, I was very much a Facebook girl, LinkedIn, yada, yada, like newsletter, et cetera. And I was like, I can show up on Instagram. And I got so hung up on the perfect grid and it was a nightmare, and I just remember like dreading content creation because it was like, Oh, it has to be the white, and then it has to be the pink, yeah. and, and I'm like that. driving myself crazy. Like, I remember one day, like, freaking out because I didn't do it the right way. I'm like are you kidding me? Like, this is what I'm stressing about today. This is ridiculous. And I just let go of all of that. And let me tell you, it has been so much fun to create and just giving myself permission to like, even screw up every once in a while, who cares? Hit delete archive. It doesn't matter. Right. Like, but just get out there. And I think I see, and this is something that I see all of the time, people's fear around what other people are going to think, stopping them in their tracks from showing up. Stop it, right? Other people's opinions are none of your business. Keep moving forward. Keep showing up for the people that need you, but they can't find you if you don't exist. Yeah. So you have to get out of your own way. Put it out there. Done is better than perfect. Make it messy. Just do it. Hit post. You're going to learn. You're going to learn along the way. Yeah, like you'll grow. Your
0: yeah. first Facebook live, oh, your first, it's, you're, you're going to hate it. So you may as well get yeah. it up and done with and do a load more so you get better as
1: you go along. Exactly. That's how I feel about anything related to content creation, anything related. I mean, my first 10, 20 podcasts are so cringe. Like I can't even listen to them anymore, but I got out there and I did it right. I had to learn and same with social, same with newsletters, same with even my first brand guides, all the things, right. But like everybody's a beginner at some point. And I think we hold ourselves to this unrealistic expectation of perfection. And like, that's exactly what that was speaking to of, of the good old days when whatever we want to call it with the perfect grid let it go just get out there and continue to show up for the people that you're trying to serve and take care of and like let go of this need to be perfect you have to let it go
0: I think that I've never really had a need to be perfect and I think that's why I've managed to do things quickly um, and get things out there because I've never really had that thing I have clients that are like yeah but it doesn't it's not it's not right yet. I'm like, it's okay to put it out there and work on it as you go along. That's okay to do. And it's like alien to people. It's like, oh, can't do that. Like, it's not perfect. But actually I found that when I started ignoring like all the rules around grids and things like that and just showing up as me and just talking as me and and just not trying to be perfect. Like I've I've done things before where I'm talking and one of the kids comes in and that kind of thing. And I used to be like, oh, this is so unprofessional. But now I've realized that actually the people that are watching me, the people I know my ideal client and it resonates with them because they have kids and this happens to them all the time. So it's about not always being perfect because actually if you put yourselves in the shoes of the other person, of your ideal client, do they look at you and want you to be perfect? Like I didn't want to have a coach that was perfect or a copywriter that was absolutely perfect. That would intimidate me no end.
1: (laughs) You're a hundred percent right. And I think this is really, really important advice for people that are listening right now. You have got to be relatable. If you are untouchable or unrealistic or intimidating, people are going to shy away from you. And again, you're limiting your ability to impact. And so allowing yourself again, that authenticity or authenticity authentic and genuine side of you that has to come through, like, let it, like, don't hold it back. Right. They need it. Like people need to see themselves in you, as you mentioned. Right. And and it's refreshing and uh, it's a lot less stressful on the, the creator side too. Right. Yeah. When you let yourself be, just be you.
0: Cause it's more fun, isn't it? And oh, it's people so always say things like, yeah, that's okay for you because you're an extrovert. I'm an introvert. So I can't, I can't be like you, but I think, God, I have so many clients who are introverts that if I was introverted too, they would resonate with me much more. So like, get out there and do it how you do it. You don't have to do it the same as everybody else. And I think that's really what what brand building is. It's like really connecting to the real version of you. hundred percent.
1: And I think that we're seeing that so much. And there's been some really cool studies that have been done over the last year and just research around like what matters to different generations too, as they're making purchasing decisions and that no like trust factor and the brand building side of it, they are so much more inclined. I think the stat is like they're 74% more likely to buy from a brand that they recognize, a personal brand. And so why not lean into it? Right. And and again, it's that a little bit of intentionality can go a long way. And I think it's important, regardless of if you're in business for yourself or you're, you know, working in a position or what you're doing, starting a side hustle, whatever it is, lean into your brand because that's going to go. With you wherever you are, and it, yeah. it's important. It's a very important investment. And when you have the opportunity to control the narrative around your reputation online and how you're showing up, why wouldn't you? Because others, otherwise, somebody's going to define it for you. So, like, take control, be in the driver's seat, have a little bit of intention behind it. And I mean, of course, you can take it on, you know, full blast. I love that, but a little bit of intention goes a long way. And consistency will make a difference. And I just think that it's one of the best things that you can spend some time, energy and effort on. And it's something that's very fluid too. I think that's the other thing is people think like, oh, when it's done, it's done. No, because you're a human that's evolving. So it needs to evolve with you too. So stop the like rigid mindset of like, it has to be exactly the way it's going to be. No, just allow it to be how it needs to be right now for you.
0: That resonates. My brand has changed so much. like, it's been five years, nearly six years now. And I'm unrecognizable from the brand that I was then because I'm learning as I go along and I'm becoming the leader that I'm becoming as I go along. And so it changes with me. And even things like, you know, I was very much known as like the passive income queen and that's who I was. And that's molded into strategy really organically. Like people think of me as the strategist now, like the person that knows about strategy and all different types of strategy in business. I didn't kind of like, Yes, it was intentional as in I knew where I wanted to go, but I didn't kind of go, right, this is who I am now. Organically, it moves with you. And then you can, once you realize that, you can set the brand up around it, um, which has
1: worked really well for me doing it that way. Yeah, and I mean, it, that's the evolution of of who you are and who you're becoming. And, and I think it's important that we embrace that too. And lean into opportunities where you see like, oh, wow, I think one of the cool things like, goal setting, right? If you see an opportunity that maybe you're like, well, next year at this time, I'd like my brand to be able to include some of these things. It gives you a direction to focus some energy on too. And so I think like it's, it's really important to check in on your brand at least once a year, really look at everything that's out there, the message that's being sent. What do you want to dial up? What do you want to dial down? What do you want to delete? Right. And just continuing to refresh, refresh, refresh. And I mean, I think that's, that's what makes it feel like you're taking somebody on on a journey and that they really know who you are if it you're showcasing something a five-year you know past version of yourself that's not who you are now right no. you, you know so like allow it to keep going and growing as you do yeah, we change um this has been an
0: amazing conversation and i know that there are going to be people listening to this right now thinking i thought i had a brand but maybe i don't have a brand maybe i have a logo um if somebody wants to come and really work on their brand with you where is the best place for them to find you
1: Absolutely. Thank you. Um, AlisonWalshConsulting.com has all of the offerings. My most popular package is Launch Your Brand. Um, I have amazing women that have really embraced that and some men too. So it's been really fun to be able to help them over the years. I'm also on Instagram every day. I show up there at Allison Walsh and of course the podcast that you were on as well. She believes she could. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. Go and take a listen to them. We'll put all of those links in the show notes for you as well. And really start to have a think about, are you showing up really as your true personal brand? Are you being authentic? Or are you showing up as the person that you think people want to see? Because they're very different things. Thank you for being here, Alison. Oh, and- thank you. I will see you soon. And um, everybody that's listening, thank you very much for tuning in again. Do let us know what you thought of this podcast by giving it a subscribe and a review. And I will be back next week for some more advice on how you can make money online. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.